Please be advised that the information in this podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be taken as medical advice. Before making a health decision, please consult a practicing medical professional. Thank you for your attention and enjoy today's episode. What is up, cooties and germs? My name is Tony, and you're listening to Hemp Nerd, the podcast that helps clarify how medical marijuana or medical cannabis works so you can get reliable therapeutic results. Now, in today's particular episode, we're going to be answering the question or looking into the question anyway, can CBD oil work for gout? Now, in order for us to do that, if you're a regular listener, you know that first we need to fully understand or as clearly as possible understand what gout is before we can determine whether CBD oil or cannabis or cannabis-based medicines in general will be able to um, help with the treatment of gout. So what is gout? Gout is a common form of arthritis brought on by the buildup of uric acid crystals in your joints. The formation of uric acid crystals in and around your joints causes inflammation, pain, and swelling. Uric acid is one of the body's normal waste products. It's formed when purines are broken down in your body, and purines are chemicals found in certain foods and beverages. Now, your body normally rids itself of uric acid when you urinate, hence, you know, the, the, the similarities in the name, uric acid, urine, urinate. When your body contains too much uric acid, this means you have a condition called hyperuricemia. I think that's how you say it. Hyperuricemia. I should have googled how to pronounce this word. Anyway, this is not classified or characterized as a disease by the medical community. However, it does lead to the development of the of diseases such as gout. Now, what causes gout? All right. So, I mean, we kind of have an idea of what causes gout in regards to the buildup of uric acid, but let's go deeper into this. So what causes gout? So, of course, gout is caused by the excessive accumulation of uric acid in your body and your bloodstream. Conditions such as high blood pressure, kidney disease, thyroid disease, diabetes, or even sleep apnea um, make your body accumulate too much uric acid. Consuming purine-rich foods and beverages leads to the buildup of uric acid in your body. Examples of purine-rich foods and beverages include red meat, organ meat, seafood, alcohol, and sugar-rich drinks like sodas, for example. Other factors that are known by the medical community to cause gout are obesity, high cholesterol, glucose intolerance, and taking diuretics. And if you don't know, diuretics are substances that drain water from your body. Now, what are the symptoms of gout? So gout symptoms are characterized by a fast onset of pain in your affected joint, followed by swelling, tenderness, warmth, and reddish discoloration at the, on the affected area, of course. Gout mostly affects the small joint at the base of your big toe. So every time, that's why every time you think of gout, you're thinking of someone's big toe being affected because that's what, that's the mostly uh, the area that's mostly affected. However, gout also affects other joints, including ankles, knees, wrists, fingers, and elbows. Unlike other forms of arthritis, gout symptoms occur suddenly and mostly at night. I don't know why. Um, I didn't look into that. If there's any research out there to suggest why it happens at night, mostly, um, but that's when it mostly happens, and it's it's fast. Where with other forms of arthritis, it's a slow buildup. Um, with gout, apparently, it's, it's it's just quick. It just hits you like um, like a bolt of lightning, I guess. Now, gout symptoms can last for a few hours, up to 
some most people say up to 10 days most uh, medical professionals um, medical websites say up to a few hours up to 10 days and in some rare cases as well gout attacks can last for more than a few weeks symptoms can go away with or without medical treatment uh, most people who experience gout get repeated attacks over the years um, of their life now what is the current form of treatment uh, surrounding gout at the moment so the current treatment for gout is a combination of lifestyle changes and um, medical treatment or medication, depending on the stage and the severity of your condition. Now, lifestyle changes, or I like to, in fact, I, sh I should switch that and just say diet changes, but let's stick with lifestyle changes for now. Um, it's what I wrote in the blog, so we're going to stick with it. Lifestyle changes recommended by your doctor aim to reduce the levels of uric acid buildup in your body. Your doctor may recommend one or all of the following lifestyle changes. So depending on what your current lifestyle looks like, um, either one or a few of these would need to change or you need to adopt, or your doctor will recommend that you need to adopt one of these or a few of these, or all of them, depending on how, again, depending on how you live. So one is drinking less alcohol. Two is drinking fewer sodas and sugary drinks, or less of that as well. Um, eating less red meat, you know, beef, lamb, pork, veal, goat, etc. Stop, like... Either stop or reduce um, if, you've, if, you get, if you've got gout, if you're suffering from gout. Um, eating less organ meat, so liver, tongue, brain, trotters, kidneys. Again, eating less of that stuff. Eating less seafood, you know, that includes fresh and saltwater fish, shellfish, crustaceans, you know, reduce or, or eliminate. <laughs> um, eating more fruits and vegetables, you know, um, surprise, surprise. Eating more legumes as well. And if you don't know what a legume is, it's mainly most of your beans, if not all your beans, lentils, chickpeas, split peas, and drinking more water as well, you know, so you can actually hydrating so your body can use that water to wash out all the toxins, all the, the uric acid. That's the idea there. So it's eating less purine-rich foods, which is everything that the mainstream media is telling you. Most of what mainstream media is telling you is good for you, your red meats, your, your you know, your sodas and all that the crap basically eating less crap and eating um cleaner will you know reduce the accumulation of uric acid in your body none of that will form you know, as crystals in your joints and you know over time i don't know depending on the severity of your condition and how fast your body then adapts to the new lifestyle changes um you'd find that your gout would reduce and be eliminated and that's just on the lifestyle front now, your doctor may also recommend medical treatment to reduce inflammation, um, to alleviate pain and lower uric acid levels as well in your body. Current pain relief and inflammation reducing medication for gout include non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, so NSAIDs, things like aspirin and ibuprofen, corticosteroids, and something called colchicine. And um, current uric acid lowering medication uh, for gout treatment includes xanthine oxidase inhibitors and... Let's see, Feb man, I don't think I can actually say this word. Febuextat. I can't say that. <laughs> but yeah, look, you've got you've got all these other medicines with these fancy fancy names that just confuse my brain and my tongue. I'm going to say them. If you want to know what those are, just jump to the blog hempnerd.co and you find the blog post there. I can CBD oil work for gout and not far into the content, you're going to find the names of the other you know, medication, gout treatment medications that reduce uric acid um, levels in your body that I cannot pronounce because, yeah, those words just seem too fancy for me. It's like reading another language. Now, the problem that exists with the current treatment model for gout is twofold, the way I see it anyway, it's twofold. 
on one hand, not all patients are willing to shift their eating habits or shift their lifestyle changes to alleviate symptoms. I mean, most patients would rather take some form of medication over changing their eating habits, which I find, I mean, I kind of used to be like that back in the day. Um, at the moment, I'm, I'm primarily plant-based, but for the longest time, if you, if you ever brought up the idea of reducing or eliminating red meat or chicken or, or dairy or any any of that stuff that I used to eat which I really used to enjoy at the same time at the time um, and I know can be made really tasty it, it would be very difficult you know you're, you're asking people to give up what they perceive to be a good thing but the reality is that good thing is actually causing more harm than good in your life. Like you're getting that instant gratification or instant result of the taste and maybe you're getting, you're getting full as well. Like it's filling you up, but um, on the downside, it's causing uric acid buildup, which is causing crystals being formed around your joints, which is causing gout, which is pain. And that's a form of arthritis as well. Um, so there's a lot of this inflammation and it's more or less degenerating your joints. So, it's hard to get people to change their, their habits. I mean, I, I personally believe, side note, I personally believe to get someone to change their behavior to ch in any way, shape or form, they have to be in a significant amount of pain. And that pain has to be linked to, you know, let's say that the, the lifestyle choice that they need to make a change to or change from, I should say it that way. So unless someone unless an individual is in a significant amount of pain, unless let's say even a collective is in a significant amount of pain, then no change is going to come. I, I personally don't believe change is going to come unless they, maybe they can generate the pain themselves or they can associate all the pain they have and link to one thing. Maybe that can allow them to change. But for the most part, people um, are very reluctant to change their eating habits. Um, if, you know, even if it means getting rid of gout, because they're just like, oh, I'll just deal with the pain anyway, but I'm going to stop eating my red meat, my my steak and my chicken and, and all that stuff. I'm gonna, I'm not going to stop drinking alcohol. I'm going to, I'm not going to stop drinking sodas. Like people are addicted to this bad stuff. And it's created in such a way that, you know, it's, it's, it is addictive because as soon as you put some of these things on your tongue, um, you know, dopamine is released in your brain. So you're technically addicted, but that's a whole different conversation. Uh, the point I'm trying to make here is that, yeah, it's very difficult to get people to actually change their lifestyle hab habits um, in order for them to, um, you know, in this case, in order for them to alleviate um, the, the, the symptoms to get rid of gout. All right. And most people, which leads us to this. Now, that reality leads us to our second problem where um, most medical treatment options um, that come with that are available come with negative side effects because people would rather take a pill and medication to get rid of the problem to get rid of the problem as opposed to changing their lifestyle um, choices to get rid of the problem. And the the pills that are available in the market at the moment come with um, more negative side effects that overshadow the promised benefit of allevi alleviating the pain. So, example, um, there's a drug called is it allopurin allopurinol? Um, it is a, a drug prescribed to gout patients who re, uh, to reduce uric acid levels in the body. Now, the side effects it comes with are severe skin rash, itchiness, trouble breathing, throat and or face swelling, liver injury or failure, drowsiness, nausea, diarrhea, and flaring up of your gout. So you, your gout can even get worse before it gets better. But people would rather do take this pill than change their lifestyle. Another example is um, colchicine, which I just learned about this week. 
It's a drug also prescribed to gut patients to help reduce uric acid, um, uh, uric acid crystal development in your joints. And the side effects it comes with are diarrhea, nausea, cramping, abdominal pain, vomiting, which could also which all could worsen. And according to WebMD.com, worsening side effects include unusual bleeding or bruising, severe diarrhea or vomiting, muscle weakness or pain, numbness or tingling in your fingers and toes or toes, pale or gray color. Um, of, of your lips, your tongue, your, and the palms of your hands. Basically, it's, to me, that sounds like you're losing, like blood isn't going there, like you're losing blood. Or that's what it sounds like to me anyway. Um, and signs of an infection. So you get fever, persistent sore throat, unusual weakness or tiredness, fast heartbeat, shortness of breath, signs of kidney problems, um, and even uh, change in the amount of urine that you're actually putting out so this is this is all from medication that's meant to help you like all this negativity comes with it and then you hear some which i personally believe is and this is in my personal opinion of course um some some of the mo the stupidest the stupidest logic that the 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 benefits outweigh the risk this is what your doctors and this is what i've read on some medical websites that the reason why they prescribe it is that your doctor has determined that the the benefit outweighs the risk but when i look at this like i don't care what you know i don't care how long you you studied to be a doctor these drugs the the, the risk outweighs the benefit all the time like every time i look at this medication for the old for these conditions like the deeper i get into this every every medication i see most of it like 90 percent of it the risk always outweighs the benefit like someone, yes, can be in a lot of pain. Someone's quality of life has reduced because of that condition. But the risk, I mean, the, the quality of life is reduced. They're in a lot of pain. There are a lot of discomfort. They take this pill with the promise of that discomfort going away. But the risk that it comes with, the risk that pill comes with, in my mind, always outweighs the benefit. And it's much simpler. I personally believe it's much simpler to actually make some lifestyle changes. Like we don't even need to be looking into CBD oil for this one. Like if you've got gout, I don't think C, I mean, I, I've found that CBD oil can work, but really your, the thing you should be focusing on is actually changing your lifestyle, like changing how much your, your, your red meat intake is, your alcohol intake, your sugary drink intake, uh, you know, your pure and rich food intake. You should be looking at that and adjusting that accordingly so that you can re reduce the amount of uric acid buildup in your body. It's that simple, you know? And that the risk to benefit factor there is like, there is no risk. <laughs> There's just, it's just benefit. There's no risk. It's just pure benefit. Anyway, that's just my mind. That's a little rant. You need to get that out of the way. Let's, let's keep up with the content. So this reality, right, of the drugs coming with side effects is consistent with most, I would say 99% of pharmaceutical drugs. I have not come across this pharmaceutical drug, unless it's just like a, a painkiller right but i haven't come across a pharmaceutical drug that has no risks all you have to do is i mean all you have to do is just do a google search on the name of any medication that and and add side effects to your query and you check out the results for yourself you see what side effects a lot of these drugs come with and you quickly see just how bad the the side effect profile just how negative the side effect profile is for some of these drugs and if you want to know, because another drug that was mentioned that they used to treat gout is corticosteroids. I'm not going to go through the side effect profile for that one, but I wrote about it. Um, I touched on it in my piece of content about fibro, fi, um, about polymyalgia, not fibromyalgia, about polymyalgia. And if you want to check that out, just go to yeah, hempner.co. 
um, can the CBD oil work for polymyalgia? And you'll be able to see you'll be able to see the side effect profile um, there because I do list the side effects of the corticosteroids um, because corticosteroids are also used for polymyalgia treatment. Um, or if you want, you can just listen to the polymyalgia episode of this podcast, which I believe is three episodes ago. Um, so you can you can either listen to that episode or you can just go read it for yourself, um, depending on which way you want to go, and you're gonna see as well. But pretty much almost. Every time I look into the side effect profile of a lot of these medications, it's never pretty. It's never pretty. It's never good. Um, it's always super negative. So this twofold prob problem, right? People being reluctant to change their lifestyle and uh, pharmaceutical drugs available at the moment to treat that condition coming, coming with all these negative side effects um, has gotten people to look at CBD oil or cannabis-based medicines as a potential form of treatment. Uh, people want to know whether CBD oil can actually help with gout treatment and just how effective it is, which is obviously lead, leading into today's topic. Can CBD oil actually help with gout treatment? So, look, based on my research so far, I have the objective view that cannabis-based medicines such as CBD oil can help with gout treatment, all right? As soon as I saw pain and inflammation, I already knew that it could help because I've done a few... Uh, posts in the past, I, as soon as I saw pain, inflammation, joints, arthritis, immediately I knew, I was like, it's going to work. It's a form of arthritis. I've, I've read, done studies on rheumatoid arthritis. I mean, not that I've done studies, sorry. I've read studies on um, uh, a study on rheumatoid arthritis. I've read studies on um, patients with osteoarthritis. Um, I've read studies on mice with collagen-induced arthritis. And they're all, all of them show how CBD oil, which I'm going to go into in today's um, episode. If you haven't come across those studies in my previous pieces of content, if you haven't gone through that stuff, I'm going to go through that with you in this particular podcast anyway. But basically, all of them show that CBD oil does um, reduce inflammation. It's, it's anti-inflammatory. It's got anti-inflammatory effects. If you combine CBD oil with THC, it's got um, analgesic effects, which is basically pain relief effects. And uh, what else was I going to add to that? So pain relief, inflammation, that's that's me. Oh, and also CBD um, has been, well, a lot of researchers, medical researchers have said that CBD alone ha has potent anti-arthritic anti -arthritic effects because especially with rheumatoid arthritis, which is an autoimmune, auto-inflammatory disease where your immune system is attacking healthy cells, it actually suppresses the progression of that disease of arthritis. So any progression of arthritis is actually uh, suppressed and, and, and inhibited by CBD. But let me go into that. Let me go into that and I'll, I'll just quickly show you or <laughs> read it out to you. So there are a number of studies that show CBD being effective for human and rodent models of arthritis, and that's relevant to this because gout is considered a form of arthritis. These studies demonstrate that CBD has anti-inflammatory effects, pain relief effects, uh, especially when used with THC and anti-arthritic effects in that it suppresses the progress of the disease, the disease being arthritis, which I've just basically said. Now, a 2005 rheumatoid arthritis patient study found that CBD combined with THC in a one-to-one -one ratio produced significant pain relief effects. 
The study compared a cannabis-based medicine called Sativex with a placebo. The study also found that the disease activity was significantly suppressed. This means that the CBM, the Sativex, the cannabis-based medicine called Sativex, suppressed the patient's immune system from attacking healthy cells. The suppression in disease activity points to a reduction in symptoms. So if your disease is being suppressed, that means the symptoms are being suppressed or they're, they're being alleviated. So no more, no more inflammation, no more pain, you know. The clinical trial uh, did not demonstrate significant toxic toxicity and the CBM was tolerated well by the patient. So no, no, um, there's no toxic, I mean, no negative side effects, plain and simple, no negative side effects um, and the patients tolerated it well. In the year 2000, a rodent model study found that daily administration of CBD inhibited the progression of arthritis in mice. So the study showed that significantly less TNF Alpha, so tumor necrosis alpha was released in the synovia cells of mice treated with CBD compared to a control group of mice. Now, if you don't know, TNF alpha is an inflammatory cytokine produced during acute inflammation. All right, the researchers observed that the anti arthritic potency of CBD is a result of immunosuppression and anti inflammatory action. The study concluded that CBD has a potent anti arthritic effect. All right. So that's basically what I was saying. Like, and this was discovered in the year 2000 in, in, in rodents. And then in 2005, when, again, the, uh, that Sativex, that cannabis-based medicine called Sativex was um, trialed on rheumatoid arthritis patients, more or less the same results were experienced, okay? Um, Anti-inflammatory and immunosuppression. So it, it's, you know, it's, it's, well, how can I explain this? Like I'm trying to explain this in my own words, just to show that I understand it as well. But basically because, especially with rheumatoid arthritis, autoimmune disease, um, healthy cells attacking, uh, sorry, immune system attacking healthy cells, um, CBD suppressed that action. So the arth arthritis prog progression was inhibited or suppressed and symptoms were alleviated. Um, and that's been consistent in, based on what I can see, consistent in, in mice and in humans so far. Now, the author of a 2017 peer-reviewed journal called, uh, titled, should I say, Is Cannabis an Effective Treatment for Joint Pain, states that both natural and synthetic phytocannabinoids have clearly demonstrated anti-inflammatory and pain relief effects in a variety of studies relating to joint pain. Numerous anecdotal patient reports exist. That's basically like numerous patient stories exist that document the effectiveness of consuming cannabis for joint pain and inflammation, which essentially is what gout is. You know, um, the, the author concludes that preclinical human data that exists indicates that the use of cannabis should be taken seriously as a form of treatment for joint pain and inflammation. And I couldn't agree more. Every single joint pain, uh, joint pain and inflammation condition that I've looked at so far at the beginning of this journey has shown, you know, has proven to me, like when I look at the studies, when I first understand what's going on, and then when I look at the studies, I can clearly see that, you know, using CBD oil is, is a no-brainer, basically. It's a no-brainer and it should be made legal for it just, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why we should have um, medical, medical, medical cannabis legalized, but... You know, if someone's in pain, someone's suffering, someone's going to join pain, whether it's tendinitis, whether it is arthritis, whether it is bursitis, um, whether it is fibromyalgia, polymyalgia. Right now we're looking at gout as well. And I'm, there's more conditions that are coming through that I'm going to, you know, talk about, research, write about, talk about. 
it's clear as day, you know, like why we should be using this. It is clear as day that medical cannabis uh, must be legalized now. No more wasting time. And I, I can only imagine what the economic impact will look like. And that's something I want to dive into in a, into a future piece of content. I want to also look at what would what could potentially happen um, as, a, as a result of legalizing medical cannabis. What's the economic impact? Is it going to have is are we going to have more money, more jobs, more businesses, more economic activity as a result of legalizing medical cannabis? I personally believe the answer is yes, but I want to see what that will actually look like um, before I start talking about that. But that's something on my mind. Now, in addition to that, the author of a 2019 peer-reviewed journal titled Joints for Joints, <laughs> that's which is I found very funny. Joints for Joints. I, I imagine this uh, these medical professionals. I smoked a joint in their time, but the, um, but that they continued. It's titled "Joints for Joints: can Cannabinoids in the Treatment of Rheumatoid Arthritis." They state that, or the author states that, cannabinoids show anti-inflammatory effects by activating CB2 receptors in your body. CB2 receptors decrease the amount of cytokine production and immune cell mobilization when activated by cannabinoids. Now, cytokines are protein molecules that mediate and regulate immunity and inflammation. Okay, so I'll, I'll say that again. Cytokines are protein molecules in your body that mediate and regulate immunity and inflammation. And what they're saying is cannabinoids show anti-inflammatory effects by activating CB2 receptors in your body. And CB2 receptors decrease the amount of cytokine produ production and immune cell mobilization because so cytokines um you know may, uh, mediate and regulate this immunity and regulation i mean immunity and inflammation so if you have too many cytokines um if, if you've got too much cytokine activity um they're going to cause a lot of inflammation so if you activate cb2 receptors they will actually decrease cytokine production or cytokine activity i'll call it that which will then reduce the inflammation in the Des, uh, not desired, affected area. That's what I personally believe because I, that's what it looks like. Medical cannabis, that's how it looks like it works. Like it actually goes to the affected area and then does what it needs to do to reduce inflammation and reduce pain. Anyway, the author goes on to state that, um, or should I, to conclude that cannabinoids reduce inflammation and pain by activating cannabinoid and non-cannabinoid receptors in our body, making cannabis a suitable treatment for rheumatoid arthritis, which is kind of what I said, but he said it in a more medical, <laughs> medical styled way, or, you know, he's using, he's using medical language, but the author, I'll, I'll just read that again. The author concludes that cannabinoids reduce inflammation and pain by activating cannabinoid and non-cannabinoid receptors in our body, making cannabis a suitable treatment for rheumatoid arthritis. So what are my final thoughts on this? Look, from the studies made publicly available so far, from what I've read so far, I personally believe there's enough data to conclude that CBD does provide potent anti-inflammatory effects, um, point, potent um, pain relief effects when combined with THC, and potent anti-arthritic effects. Gout is described as a form of arthritis, and arthritis is an inflammatory disorder, all right? Thus, in my objective view, um, CBD oil is a viable form of treatment for inflammation um, in gout. Um, and when you combine CBD and THC in a one-to-one -one ratio, it is also, in my, in my objective view, that you have an effective pain, pain relief formula as well. 
However, there are no current studies that point to CBD oil being effective for reducing uric acid levels in your body because that's what you're really dealing with here. That is, kind of, that is the root cause of the problem here when you're, when you're looking at gout. So there's no studies that point to CBD oil. Maybe I haven't seen them yet. Maybe they do exist and I just haven't come across them yet. But from where I stand at the moment, um, I don't see any studies. I haven't seen any studies that show CBD oil, um, THC or any other cannabinoid that exists in the, in the plant uh, maybe it's even the terpenoids, not sure if there's anything there that does so that reduce uric acid levels in your body. Thus, it is in my objective belief and view that you should also adopt a lifestyle change. Like it, it's not enough to just take CBD oil for to reduce the inflammation, which will eventually reduce the pain. Um, because if you're not changing your lifestyle, then that uric acid will build up again and then you'll be in trouble again. And then you'll you, you be basically on, how can I not stop? but you'd be on a, the, the treadmill of eating crap and then taking CBD oil to reduce the pain and inflammation. But then you're, you're, you're still eating crap. You're keeping your uric levels high, uric acid levels high in your body, which is building up crystals, which is hurting your joints. And then you're going to buy CBD oil. And then maybe, maybe you'd be doing it for so long that um, you have to increase the dosage amounts. You have to increase the concentrations because you're not actually, you're not looking after yourself. You're not looking after your body. And the smart move here with gout, I personally believe, I, I don't even think, I think CBD oil and any pharmaceutical medication for gout should be like a last resort. The first thing you need to be doing is changing your lifestyle. That's what I personally believe for this one. I and mean, though I am pro-cannabis, I am pro-CBD oil and all that jazz, this condition in my eyes is, it's, it's a matter of lifestyle. Just switch up your lifestyle, gout will be gone, simple. And it'd be gone forever. Like it's it's sustainable to do. There's so many people now um, who are adopting a plant-based lifestyle. You don't, you know, vegan lifestyle if you want to call it that. But you don't even have to do go that far. Like you just you just have to reduce your intake. Like maybe you can only eat you you eat meat maybe once a day for for dinner or for lunch. Like choose either lunch or dinner, and that's where you have your meat. But bre obviously breakfast don't don't have bacon. Okay, you can have a burger for lunch, or you can have some. Or, chicken for dinner or a steak for dinner, what have you. But just maybe eliminate, just pick two meals of the day, el eliminate the red meats, eliminate the seafoods, uh, eliminate the sugary sodas, eliminate the alcohol, reduce the alcohol intake on the weekends. I mean, I don't know what your lifestyle looks like, but this is a common sense. Like you don't even need to be a doctor to see this. Like this is just pure common sense. And if you've got gout and you know it's because of your lifestyle, choices and you're not making any changes and you're suffering and saying, oh my God, my God, I think you're just an idiot uh, for not, you know, in my personal view, you're just an idiot for not changing, changing up your lifestyle so you can improve your own quality of life without buying silly medication that's just going to make your life even worse. Um, anyway, I'm sorry for that rant. Moving forward, um, yes, cannabis will be able to reduce inflammation and pain, but in order to reduce uric acid accumulation in your body, it's up to you to change your lifestyle. And in fact, I personally believe if you, you're, you change your lifestyle, it will enable the cannabis oil, the CBD oil to work even better because it's working through a cleaner system. Your body is a cleaner system. But that's, again, that's just my point of view. Now, what if you're after anti-inflammatory effects? What if you're at the point where it's like a lot of pain, you've got a lot of inflammation, you can't even walk on your foot and you want to get rid of it? And you don't want to take corticosteroids, you don't want to take colchicine, you don't want to take any NSAIDs, um, and you don't want to take uh, any of the pharmaceutical stuff. You're just like, okay, look, 
I'm in a lot of pain right now, and lots of, but lots of inflammation. I want to get rid of that. And then once I can get that done, we can look at my lifestyle as well. Which type of CBD oil product should I go for? Um, which is, uh, that's a fair question to have. If you're just after anti-inflammatory effects, uh, which I believe is where we should where you should start with this particular issue, then your best option is either a full spectrum CBD product or a broad spectrum CBD product because CBD alone has been shown to have potent anti-inflammatory effects. If you're after both anti-inflammatory and pain relief effects, then your best option is a full, full spectrum CBD product with a one-to-one -one ratio of CBD and THC. Why? Because CBD and THC combined have been shown to provide significant pain relief effects in patients with chronic pain. Now, the challenge with that particular, um, I guess, recommendation, if you want to call it that, is the legal, um, there's a legal challenge surrounding THC, right? Or CBD products with THC. So the legal challenge is that, that you face is that legally, you know, a CBD product is only allowed to have a maximum THC limit of 0.3% in any cannabis-based product, right? It's 0.3% of THC. But the studies have shown you need a one-to-one -one ratio of CBD to THC. So the same amount of CBD, if someone is saying there's 500 milligrams, 1,000 milligrams, 1,500 milligrams, 2,000 milligrams of CBD in their product, then you need the exact equivalent or, or a close one-to-one a -one ratio. So you also need 1,000 milligrams or 1,500 milligrams or 500 milligrams, basically a one-to-one -one ratio of THC in that product in order for you to have significant pain relief effects the way the legal um the way the regulations are around thc at the moment in regards to a cbd based product or a cannabis based product or a cbd product doesn't allow you to have a one-to-one -one ratio and i don't know if that reform is going to come anytime soon but the data so far shows that if you want pain relief effects that's that's what you need. And so it depends on really how much pain you're dealing with. But if your pain is caused by inflammation, then you technically speaking, and this is technical because this is just based off research that I'm reading. I haven't tested this out for myself. I haven't had the need to. But technically speaking, if your problem is inflammatory in nature, like gout, arthritis, um, if it's inflammatory in nature and because of the inflammation, that's what's causing your pain, then current this current CBD products, whether it's full spectrum or broad spectrum, which one has THC, one doesn't have THC, that should work just fine because the idea is that if you reduce your, if the the CBD in there reduces your inflammation as a byproduct, that's going to reduce your pain as well. That's the thinking behind that. But of course, you need to you know seek out a pro cannabis doctor to work with. Okay. I mean, that, it goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyway. You need to seek out a pro-cannabis doctor, a medical professional to work with um, when taking on cannabis as a form of treatment for gout or any other condition. You need to monitor and document your results with your doctor so you can make the appropriate adjustments where necessary, leaving zero room for guesswork. Um, you need to journal the type and or form of cannabis you're using, your dosage amounts, and how often you consume it during the course of the day. And in doing so as well, like when you find a pro-cannabis doctor and, you know, you work with them to actually help you get through whatever it is that you're going through, get through your gout, for example, that's, that's what we're talking about today, then you're, you're, you are a case study for them. Because if they're pro-cannabis, they're obviously fighting the good fight of legalizing the medical use of, of marijuana or cannabis. So your, your, your journey or your progress or your case is a case study for them. And I encourage you, if you're listening to this and you do not have a pro-cannabis doctor yet, find one. 
find a pro-cannabis doctor, do some Facebook searches, do some LinkedIn searches, find one in your area, find one in your city, find one in your country that you can talk to virtually, like on Zoom or something like that, and work with them. Share your results, work with them, um, because I, I don't know, whether it's gout, whether it's something else that you're dealing with, every, every, patient case, every patient case is a case study that um, shows that we can use medical cannabis you know, medical cannabis effectively to treat these conditions. And eventually it's, we're going to overwhelm the system with so much, so many, so much data, so many results that it's, it's going to be illegal not to make it legal, if that makes sense. And that's the point I'm trying to get at with this. Also, seek out products that have been regulated, test and tested, so you can be confident that you're actually taking a clean and safe solution. Because I have heard stories out there that there's some products in the market that um, are not clean and not safe. So you need to keep that in mind and also keep in mind that cannabis is not a one size fits all solution. What works for a friend, for a colleague or a family member may not work for you, which is okay, which is perfectly fine, which is why you're going to document and journal your results and work with a pro cannabis doctor. However, cannabis does provide the opportunity for you to determine what will actually work best for you once you go through that process. And in working with a pro cannabis doctor, your results can be used again as a case study that supports cannabis use as a medicine. So, that is today's particular episode. That is the point. So to answer the question, does gout, I mean, does gout, does CBD oil work for gout? Yes, in that it helps um, alleviate inflammation. Yes, that it helps relieve pain. Um, but no, in the sense that unless there's some data out there that I haven't seen yet, but at the moment, know that it does not reduce uric acid levels in your body. That is more lifestyle choices and eating habits that you need to change. But in regards to inflammation and pain, yes. Uric acid, no. So the combination of lifestyle choices and having uh, lifestyle choices and CBD oil together is, in my personal view and personal opinion, the best way to get rid of gout for life, basically. I mean, you even get to a point where you won't even need to take CBD oil for the inflammation and pain because your lifestyle choices have enabled you to reduce the amount of uric acid in your body. Anyway, all the links to all the studies that I read, again, are on hempnerd.co. So visit hempnerd.co. Go to the blog post titled, Does CBD Oil Work or help Work for Gout? And scroll down to the bottom. You're going to find all the reference links to all the little pieces of information that I read. If there's something that I've missed, please let me know in the comments. I'll be more than happy to check it out. Um, and then I can always add it to future episodes or future pieces of content that I put out. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Take care. And I will catch you in the next episode of the Hemp Nerd Podcast. Peace.